Did you know that half of all new personal trainers quit within the first year? If you're a new personal trainer and you just got your certificate, I'm guessing you don't want to be a part of that stat. But what help and support is there for new trainers when you're not sure where to start? Well, right now, you can join a new online personal trainer community that is 100% focused on helping you with your personal training business. It's a safe space to learn, talk, ask questions, share ideas, and boost your confidence when it comes to running your business with like-minded trainers just like you. Just start for free by going to www.epicpersonaltrainer.com forward slash community and join the forever free plan right now and get access and start planning, building and running your own epic personal training business. Hey there to all you epic PTs out there. It's your buddy Mark and you're listening to session number 32 of the Epic Personal Trainer podcast. Now today is part two out of three which are all about sales funnels. If you haven't heard the first part, which is session number 31, go and have a listen to that and then come back to this. But if you have, or you're already familiar with what sales funnels are, and you're also an online trainer, then you're in the right place. Now, in-person personal trainers, uh, just wait another week or so, as that will be the topic for the third part in this mini-series. So now you know what a sales funnel is, hopefully, uh, the different stages and how they work. Let's get started with how all this can work for all of you that are online trainers. So if you remember, we start off with the awareness stage and you need to create some traffic at the top of your funnel and the top of the funnel are the people that basically have no idea who you are. So here you're going to want to have more than one way to reach out to them, which we'll talk a little bit more later. But the first way to get started is by creating some content. So start off by picking one main channel whether that is a social media platform, a blog, a YouTube channel, podcast, it doesn't matter as long as it meets two conditions, right? First, you need to be able to consistently post on it and create the media that you need for it. So like for me, I decided to go with a podcast because probably listen to podcasts more than anything else, but also it was much easier to create than, than writing or editing, you know, YouTube videos, which can be really time intensive. And the second thing is that your people, the people you're targeting, your ideal clients need to hang out on that platform. So I know, for instance, that personal trainers do listen to podcasts and I know they're also on YouTube, but for me, I know I'm not going to post regularly on YouTube because of all that video editing and the quality and all the rest of it. So for me, podcasting was great. Maybe for you, you're going to focus more on a social media platform or you're going to write a blog, whatever suits you best. But whatever you do choose and whatever the content you create for it, you need to make sure that it is consistent and that each piece of content you have has a call to action. You need people to do something. You need to take them somewhere so that you can build trust and continue that connection and build that relationship. So maybe you're a trainer and you work only with fat loss clients and you create a piece of content that is your top five fat loss tips or you create a series of posts or blogs that help people with their fat loss journey. In fact, if this is your ideal client or you have any other kind of ideal client, you need to consistently create helpful content all around that topic. Now, uh, for fat loss as well, go and check out one of my favorite Instagram profiles. Uh, It's a page called at the fitness chef underscore. I'll put a link in the show notes, but he creates really funny videos all about fat loss and he takes lots of different approaches. So sometimes he's busting myths. Sometimes he's giving tips. Sometimes he's being educational. 
but he kind of makes people feel uh, completely normal about the whole process. Now, once you've created your content, remember to add a call to action for each piece. It could be something simple like a follow or a subscribe to your page or channel. Uh, it could be to a download or a free report that contains a worksheet or something that helps people through the process of implementing the five fat loss tips that you're giving them. Now, if you have a download, uh, this is what we call a lead magnet, right? And the lead magnet is maybe a checklist, a PDF, a cheat sheet, a scorecard, sometimes a mini course or some kind of tool download or resource. And it's generally for free. People need to give just their email address to access it. Now, if you're on social, you can put a link in your bio for the call to action or in a description as well. Um, you can mention it in the video or at the end of your blog. And these links need to take people to a sales or a downloads page where they can download the report. So now you've given some value, you've helped people, you've built some trust and credibility, and you actually have an email address for a person that is interested in fat loss and has also shown that they like your content and your approach. They're now in your world and you need to take them to the next stage of your sales funnel. But before we go to the next stage, remember that you can put more than just one league magnet or call to action for that top of funnel awareness stage. You know, you can create lots of content with calls to action, each one speaking to, you know, your ideal client a little differently by covering a certain question or concern they might have. This is how you can appeal to people that are at different stages through their fat loss journey. Now, just as a side note, are you starting to see why knowing who your ideal client is, is so, so important. Many trainers don't realize it, just skip over it thinking it's not at all important, um, but make sure you know yours or that you're in the process of finding out because it really, really is the key to most things. Now getting back, um, let's say you write about how to track fat loss progress and you have a download or a tracking app or a spreadsheet that people can use to help track their, their progress. Uh, you can give your favorite nutrition tips and give recipes. You can get cheat sheets and stuff like that, that people can download. All right. So hopefully you get the idea. Now you don't need to create this big download for every piece of content that you have, uh, that you put out there. That would be pretty heavy, uh, but maybe build it up over time and you can do this once a week or even uh, once a month. It depends on the capacity that you have. Now for all these other posts, like we mentioned before, your call to action can be something smaller. Uh, but still useful, you know, so it could be, uh, follow my page, follow me, subscribe to my channel, or even asking them to share your content with somebody else that might appreciate it. Now, another way you might want to go down is to use a combination of online ads and a lead magnet to reach your top of funnel people in that awareness stage. So you've got Google and Meta, which is basically Facebook and Instagram. Uh, they're the most popular ones. And obviously you're going to need to spend some cash. So you need to have a budget and for all this and get things all set up and running. But the basic structure you might want to try and use is to promote your lead magnets with these ads instead of what your actual main offer is. So you will run ads to your five fat loss tips download instead of your three month fat loss program that you have. Now, why do you run ads for something that costs nothing? Well, it's because you have not built any trust yet. You don't have any credibility yet and there is no relationship there yet. So you're running ads not to sell your product, but to build your audience and more specifically your email list where you can move people through the funnel. Now, 
Other content that you can run ads for can include something like a webinar or a workshop or a challenge. And some of these can be more involved and you know, sometimes you can charge a small amount for them, uh, which might actually just cover the costs of the ads that you're spending. But the main aim is to get people into your world at that awareness stage so that they can start to move through your funnel. So if someone has got this far now, then they will be in the next stage, which is the interest stage. Now, there are two main ways to connect with people here. First is on social media, as hopefully people will have followed you on your preferred platform. But the best way is by using email. Now, remember, the main aim for the interest stage is to build the relationship to build the trust and build your credibility so that potential clients can see that you can help them and also see the way in which you can help them. And this is really important because there are going to be a boatload of other trainers out there and they might be following some of them as well. So by having them see your approach and your message and how you work, uh, that's what's going to make you stand out and it's going to hopefully resonate with them more than the other people uh, enough that they're going to build more interest and hopefully finally buy from you. So you can start to send emails, which we call nurture emails, and they can do all the relationship building that we talked about. But you can also use these emails to knock down common objections that they might have about buying from you. So same for your social media content as well, if that's the route you're going down. So for example, if a common objection might be that people are worried they're not going to stick to the plan and finish it, you can create content and emails around that. Now you can show people what you do to help avoid this. Uh, the systems that you use, the support that you give. You can create content around it. You can create FAQs. Uh, you can create links to testimonials on social media. But imagine if you have some previous clients explaining how they managed to stick to the plan after previously worrying about not being able to complete it. You know, any person watching that with the same kind of worries is going to feel a lot more confident about buying from you and completing and reaching the end goal that your program helps them to achieve. So there's a ton of content you can create to send people uh, when they're in this interest stage. And every so often, you're going to want to try and move them through the desire stage. And you could do this by creating offers of different types and serving it up to them. So uh, check out this book, actually. It's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. It's by Gary Vaynerchuk. And he's one of the most prolific content creators probably in the history of social media. He's nuts when it comes to creating content. And the idea of what he talks about in this book is to add value over and over again with your content, which are your jabs, and then you get to make an offer, which is your right hook. So you make a lot more jabs than you do hooks. If you make too many offers, then things probably won't look so great for you. It'll just like you're only connecting with your audience when you want to sell something, when you need some money, uh, and that's not going to help you build a relationship and a connection with your audience in the long term. But by helping people over and over and then making an offer periodically, it's going to help avoid this. And it also has a lot more success. So when you've built up interest in your audience, then you make an offer and they're more likely to take you up on it. So let's say you have that three month fat loss program that you want to sell. You can create content to inform people what it's about. And you can create content to deal with objections like FAQs and testimonials. And once you've built up enough interest, you can start to put your offer out there. You can add some testimonial content, proving that you can help people. And anyone that's paying attention to all this will now be in that desire stage. Their desire for your product is building. All right. Now, your initial offer as well can be indirect. Okay. It's not just you going out there and saying, 
buy my stuff. But you can offer a webinar or a 30-minute call or even a consultation to move people from interest to desire. So from this initial offer, you can then put forward your main offer where people can finally make a purchase from you. And by making your main offer, you're hopefully now moving people into the action stage where they can follow a process to finally buy your product or service. Now, remember, in this action phase, you need to make it as easy and simple as possible so that anybody that enters the buying process is going to finish it, all right? And that's it. That's your funnel. Just make sure that you deliver on your promise and make sure that people can access what they bought right away or as soon as when you've promised that they will get access to it. So this is just one example of a sales funnel you could use uh, if you're an online trainer. Now, just in case you didn't know, not everyone will follow this step-by-step. It's not a linear thing, right? It's very flexible. And one criticism a lot of marketers have about sales funnels is that people think that a potential client has to go through all these different stages before buying. Now, that's just stupid, all right? Like you're not going to sell to someone just because they didn't take long enough or complete the interest stage properly. Some people that are really excited and really want to get going might buy from you the first time they ever see your content. And you're going to let them, obviously. They're excited, they're enthusiastic, and they're ready to buy and they're ready to get going. So you need to keep that level high. So for some people, they will enter your world with a free download and take time and move slowly through the funnel. But for others, they will enter your world at the last stage and directly buy from you on first contact. And that's great. I mean, it's better in a lot of ways. So make sure your setup allows for both. And don't think that a sales funnel is always going to be an exact process that everyone goes through. People can enter it at the top. People can enter it at the bottom. And people can even move up and down over time, especially between the interest and desire stage. All right, so that's it for today. Just one example, but you're going to need to tweak it and change it to suit you and your goals, your area of training and the people that you serve, and you can bring your own voice to it all. The key is to add value. And, you know, people say add value without really describing what that means. I mean, essentially, you're helping people and you're helping people at each stage so you can hopefully guide your potential clients towards becoming loyal clients. Now, remember that part three of this mini-series will be the next session, so don't miss that if you're an in-person personal trainer. But before I go, I need your help. I need you to help me grow this podcast and reach as many trainers as possible. So if this session today helped you, please send it to just one other trainer that you know might benefit from hearing it. You can send them a link, you can reshare it on social media, any way that you know is going to reach them. And if you do share it on social, don't forget to tag me if it's on Instagram. My handle is at Mark Devani. And that way I can reshare and say a big thank you. So thanks again for listening right until the end. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you next week.